Henry Ford once said, a business that makes nothing but money is a poor business. At Catholic Charities, we are deeply grateful to our corporate partners who agree with Henry Ford. Some of our corporate partners make a financial commitment each year to the work of Catholic Charities. Other partners donate or offer reduced prices on goods and services that help our clients find stability in their lives. Still other corporate leaders gather their employees and regularly volunteer at our food pantries and our suppers for the homeless. For over a century, support from businesses large and small has been vital to our efforts to strengthen the lives of individuals and communities, one person, one family at a time. If you'd like to join us in our mission, please call 312-948-6864. That's 312-948-6864. Thank you. listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. everyone and welcome to the voice of charity this is marie jokum here with our guest host bridget murphy good morning good morning everyone and we still very much miss uh, michael bear our regular co-host um but i will tell you that with bridget here we have a dance party as we start so people did not need to know that <laughs> it's radio not tv they didn't get to see it they didn't get to Today we get the chance to visit with someone very special to both the Archdiocese and Catholic Charities, Mr. Jim Dish. After an extraordinary career as director of the Office of Radio and Television for the Archdiocese of Chicago, Jim is retiring soon. And we're honored to have this chance to thank him on The Voice of Charity and discuss his award-winning contributions to Chicago news, television, and radio broadcasting over the past 40 years. Before Jim joined the Archdiocese, he was Director of News and Programming for CLTV, Chicago's 24-hour regional news channel. And before that, Jim spent 25 years at WGN-TV, including 12 years as the Assistant News Director. Jim is past president of the Chicago Midwest Chapter of the National Academy of Television, Arts, and Sciences, and has taught journalism at both Columbia College and DePaul University here in Chicago. He received his bachelor's and master's degrees from Northwestern University's Medill School of Journalism. We are so glad to have this opportunity to hear a little about Jim's adventures in media and news and to thank him for all he's done for Catholic Charities over the years. Welcome, Jim. Oh, and thank you, Mom, for that wonderful introduction. <laughs> it's, it's true, Jim. I think you might be one of the most impressive guests that we've ever had the chance to talk to, and, and we talked to a lot of impressive people. Well, he wrote the intro, so. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Jim, can you share with us a little bit about your upbringing? Were you raised in Chicago? Tell us a little bit about what, what brought you to this, this career in journalism. Well, well, you could probably 
uh, tell from my Chicago accent that I am a Chicago guy by birth. Uh, northwest side of Chicago, uh, the uh, uh, Lincoln Lawrence Western neighborhood, uh, brought up over there. Um, I have two brothers and one sister, and uh, they're all doing fine. Uh, <laughs> but not as good as you. Um, well, I, my older brother, I'm the better looking brother. Yeah. <laughs> I hope, I, I hope they're listening. I hope so too. <laughs> uh, but I was brought up in that neighborhood and, uh, decided, uh, n- not for any career reason, but just for affordability. I attended Wright Junior College for, um, my first two years of college, uh, I knew that if I went on to college, it would be my my, my expense, so uh, I decided on Wright Jr. I thought I was good at mathematics, and I was really good at math, so I got involved in um, uh, accounting classes. And, and this is a, a true story. I was going through a, you know, maybe my second semester of accounting classes. Uh, it came to the midterm, and the midterm was handed out. I looked at the midterm. I started staring at it for a while. <laughs> it looked like it was real easy, but y- you know what else it was? It was really, really boring to me. <laughs> so true story, I took the test, I got up, I walked up to the front of the class, I handed it to the, the professor, and I said, uh, I'm sorry, but this just isn't for me. So I walked out, you know, obviously hit withdrew from the class, but uh, walked down the hall, and lo and behold, there's the uh, office for the school newspaper, the Wright Junior College newspaper at the time. Uh, I walked in and said, you know, I kind of like to be a re- reporter for the newspaper over here. So uh, I started doing stories for the newspaper. Uh, and a month later or so, there was a little bit of a shakeup, and uh, suddenly I became editor of the Wright College News, and at least that uh, started me on my path to journalism. Wow. Did you have one of those brown hats with a press, with a <laughs> thing that said press that you stuck in the front and you walked around reporting at Wright College? No, nothing quite that exciting. Nope, <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> so other journalists have talked about Chicago. Mike Royko in particular has said that Chicago is the best news town in the country. Um do you agree? And what are your thoughts about covering the news in this fair city of ours? Well, yeah, Royco is probably right on it. It's it's uh, being in the Midwest. I, I think you you just have a really good perspective on life. You know, let's say a down to earth perspective. You, you go out to the West Coast, and uh, I've spent a fair amount of time watching uh, news out of Los Angeles uh, uh, in my day, just to see how they put things together there, and you know, very flashy, extremely, extremely highly polished shows, but uh, very much slanted toward uh, show business, as, as you might imagine. Um, you go out east, and it's amazing, you know, you could go to a city like New York, and I'm not talking about watching the network news, but lo- local newscasts, and I still do a lot of uh, Emmy judging for the TV Academy, so I'm seeing a bunch of... Uh, different segments of news out of the East Coast. And, you know, the shows that they're producing aren't necessarily all that well done. I think people in Chicago, um, just because you're watching the news every single day, you you don't realize what a great product you're getting here in the city of Chicago. And I'm talking about right up to the state. 
when you turn on, uh, you know, the 9 o'clock news on either uh, of Fox or Channel 9 WGN, and then at 10 o'clock you're watching 2, 5, and 7, uh, they all do a really, really good job of, uh, number one, giving you the news, uh, number two, keeping it fairly balanced. In other words, you don't see this uh, political spin that you might get uh, on cable television these days. And yeah, a nice balance of news, weather, and sports. Uh, uh, so I, I think, yeah, I, I think uh, we're treated to a, a pretty good menu of news uh, when you're living in the Chicago area. Well, we we agree that it's the best in Chicago, and and we also agree that you are the best. We are going <laughs> <Whoa>. to <laughs> we're going to head to a, a little break here, and when we get back, we're going to continue talking with the director of the Office of Radio and Television for the Archdiocese of Chicago, Jim Dish. Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced A Call to Prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. Throughout this pandemic, Catholic Charities continues to develop the most effective ways possible to respond to the needs of our clients and communities. In the past month, our call center has received 250 calls a day for emergency services. More than 450 seniors are being visited by home care aides who help them with housekeeping, groceries, and personal care. Mental health services are being provided to more than 600 people via phone and video. Our friendly, knowledgeable staff is working nonstop, so we are always ready for whoever might reach out to us next. If we can be of assistance to you, email us at gethelpatcatholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7700. That's gethelpatcatholiccharities.net. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. This is Marie Jokum. And Bridget Murphy. And we are here today talking with Mr. Jim Dish, the Director of Office of Radio and Television for the Archdiocese of Chicago. Jim has had a rich history um, and career in media and journalism in Chicago. And I um, am fangirling a little bit over here because I just learned uh, a few days ago when I was reading the some of our questions for today, that he has won, at, while at WGN, um, Jim won several national and local awards, including an Emmy for a documentary on my all-time favorite celebrity, Mr. Tom Skilling, on tornadoes. Can you tell us a little bit about that, and how do we get to meet 
Tom. <laughs> we, we've actually had Tom Skilling on the uh, radio once or twice, albeit from uh, uh, his home. Uh, Tom is one of the most fabulous people you would ever want to work with. And the excitement and exuberance he has over talking about weather, I mean, that, that's his life. <laughs> he eats it, drinks it, lives it. He just loves talking about the weather. So an absolute delight to work with. Uh, Tom, I, I was executive producer uh, on three documentaries that with Tom Skilling that were all based on the weather. Uh, the first one was uh, It Sounded Like a Freight Train. And that was the tornado documentary. Mm -hmm. And the backstory there is, you know, I, I was pretty good at coming up with titles. So came up with this title. It's a very obvious one. It sounded like a freight train. But then for the production open, we needed uh, we needed not only video of tornadoes, but we needed somebody saying it sounded like a freight train. And, of course, you don't stage anything in news. So when a tornado came through in the western suburbs, I sent a reporter. His name was Larry Roderick. And I said, just, just make sure you ask a lot of people what it sounded like, okay? And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking he'd come back with the soundbite I needed. You had people saying things. It, you know, it sounded like a lawnmower in my backyard. It sounded <laughs> like a truck rolling down the highway. He couldn't get anybody to say it sounded like a, a freight train. So it, it took a couple of tornadoes before we finally got the sound bite. But it, it was a really neat uh, documentary. worked out very well. We followed it up a year later uh, with a 30-minute documentary called When Lightning Strikes, obviously about lightning. And then uh, for the third and final, uh, we thought we would do something on how difficult it is to predict uh, winter weather. And uh, uh, we're uh, talking about what we should call it, and Tom Skilling asked me my advice, and I said, Tom, I think we're going to call this 10 Inches of Partly Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, his mouth just dropped, and it was, Jim, no, but it's the credibility. I said, Tom, Go with it. This is a good title. So he, he was a good sport about it, and we did call it 10 Inches of Partly Sunny. And it was a very, very successful documentary. But uh, uh, Tom is just a prince to work with, a great guy. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, I'm sorry to say that you have been replaced as Marie's number one <laughs> by Tom Skilling. But um, so, you know, it's so interesting to me. You must have a million stories. We'll get to your career at the Arch for sure. But like those close calls, those scrapes, that needing footage, like you said, that you don't have or needing the sound bite. Can you tell us one of your um, favorite stories of being in a bit of a pickle? Uh, yeah, I, here's the uh, sometimes you have to do a good job negotiating with, uh, uh, let's just say, people who might have slight egos or whatever. Uh, I had the pleasure of working with. Uh, Jack Brickhouse. Uh, I don't know if you know wow. Jack Brickhouse yeah. doing the Cubs. Uh, yeah. and, and he would do sports quite often for us. So uh, the anchor team at the time was Jack Taylor uh, doing the news, Harry Volkman doing the weather, and Jack Brickhouse doing sports. And it's quite uh, a lineup. Yeah, it was quite a lineup. And at that time was the 10 o'clock news. Our news department, uh, our actual newsroom uh, where we all worked, was way down the hall from the studio where we actually did the program. So I would be up in the control room with the director and the tech folks uh, for the show. 
the anchor team would need to walk in and be seated for the open of the show. You take a wide shot of the show, and there was at that time a live announcer who would say, you know, time now for the 10 o'clock news with uh, Jack Taylor doing the news, Harry Volkman on weather, and Jack Brickhouse with sports. Well, Jack didn't like to walk down the hallway for the open shot. I mean, there was nothing for him to say. He's just sitting out there on the set while we have the wide shot. So I'd have Jack Taylor, Harry Volkman, and an empty seat. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I, I talked to him a couple of times, and a uh, really nice guy, Jack Brickhouse. But his attitude was, Jim, I don't need to. I, I'm working on sports. I don't need to walk down there so I can be on camera for 10 seconds. So I walk in one day, and the marketing, de- the marketing department had life-size replicas of our anchor team at the front door. Yeah. Uh, just... Uh, so people could see the anchor team when they visited the station. I grabbed the cutout (laughs) of Jack Brickhouse, cut it off at the waist, (laughs) and stuck it in the chair for the next evening's, for that evening's newscast. So we open up, and it's the announcer saying, time now, you know, Jack Taylor with the news, Harry Volkman with weather, Jack Brickhouse on sports. Wide shot, if you don't, if you, if you didn't re- look really, really closely, you could not have t- t- <laughs> No but was, way. But there was a cutout in his chair. I'm up in the control room. The phone rings. It's Jack Brickhouse calling from the sports office with kind of a disgruntled, okay, Jim, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. That is, that is brilliant. Oh, my God. Uh, from then on, he was showing up for the uh, wide shot at the beginning of the show, so. Oh, my goodness. And then you traded those shenanigans for a career with the Archdiocese. That must have been a bit of a shift. Well, yeah, I slid over to CLTV, also under the Tribune umbrella, for uh, eight years and ran uh, Chicagoland Television News uh, back when we had quite a large staff. And that was interesting because it was the 24-7 newswheel. It was the uh, Tribune Company's first foray into regional television news coverage. That's incredible, and 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 sort of what what brought you then to bring the, then brought what brought you to join the archdiocese? We have about a minute left before our next break, but maybe you can start telling us that story as we go into that break. Oh, that was easy enough. I had been at I've done the the twenty four seven news thing for eight or nine years. Uh, we brought CLTV up to the point where the year I left. Uh, we won six Emmy Awards for our news coverage and special reporting and stuff like that, which was just terrific. And uh, basically, Tribune Company was offering buyouts for the over 50 crowd. I fell into the group, and I, I wasn't going to retire, but I decided it was a, a reasonable offer. I took the offer. I looked around, and uh, um, actually, my sister-in-law uh, spotted the, this job, sent it to me, and I applied. And uh, the next thing you know, I was uh, here as the director of the Office of Radio and Television. Wow. I mean, you must have been on your best behavior during that interview, Jim. <laughs> no cutouts of the Cardinal here, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Jim, we're going to head into the break, but when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more with the director of the Office of Radio and Television for the Archdiocese of Chicago.
There's nothing like having a friend to talk to when things are not going well. And in these challenging days, everyone has had moments when they are discouraged, sad, or worried. Catholic Charities wants you to know that we are here. If you or someone you know would like to share your concerns with a professional, call 312-948-6951 anytime, day or night, and you will be connected with an experienced counselor who will listen without judgment and offer compassionate, confidential advice that you can trust. That phone number again is 312-948-6951. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. Food pantries, home-delivered meals to seniors, evening-to-go meals for the homeless, financial assistance, counseling, and other services. These are all programs Catholic Charities has been providing for years to people in Cook and Lake Counties. And during the COVID-19 pandemic, we have worked to keep all of these programs going, never turning anyone away. The needs are urgent and they will grow, but we want you to know that we will be here, as we always have been, with food, housing, financial assistance, and ongoing support. Thank you to the many, many donors and partners helping us serve those most in need. We couldn't do it without you. Would you consider joining us too at this historic time? Go to catholiccharities.net to donate and to learn more about our volunteer opportunities. Thank you on behalf of all those we have the privilege to serve. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. We're here talking with our friend and um, inspiration, Jim Dish, the director of the Office of Radio and Television for the Archdiocese of Chicago. Jim is retiring soon, and we're going to ask him a few questions about his work with the Archdiocese. But since he'll be spending more time with family, we presume, (laughs) Jim, if they'll have you. uh, They'll have me, right? Yes. Tell us a little bit about uh, who... Who you're going to be spending time with and how you're going to be spending your time. Uh, well, uh, my lovely wife, uh, Pat, I actually met her at Wright College, and then she went off to Northern Illinois University, and then uh, later DePaul. I went to Northwestern University, and, uh, you know, as fate would have it, two, three years after we had met at uh, uh, Wright College, we get back together again, get married and uh, last year we celebrated our 50th wedding anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Oh my goodness, that's now, amazing. Along the way, we had four children, uh, but the interesting part about that is that on uh, June 13th, 1975, well, we had our first three kids, Kimberly, Kevin, and Sean. <laughs> so, what? Whoa, triplets. You didn't know that, did you? No. Congrat! I mean, congratulations. That was a long time ago, but that's so that's incredible. Triplets, man. That must have been a fun couple of years. Them growing up. Oh, it was very exciting. I, I, we, we've actually got a photograph of uh, twenty-four formula bottles uh, in the refrigerator. <laughs> yep, I didn't finish. Side by side with a box of wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only way you can deal with those 24 bottles of formula is that box of wine. That's awesome. Holy there you cow. go. <laughs> and then three years later, we had uh, Steven, so that completed the uh, group. But uh, uh, they're all up and married now. Uh, we've got four grandkids, and uh, life is good. Incredible. Oh, my god! Incredible. Well, that, that sounds incredibly rewarding, that family of yours. What... What else can you tell us about your work at the Archdiocese and how, how rewarding that has been? 
Oh, it's been tremendously uh, rewarding. Uh, and uh, I'm on a Catholic Charities program, so uh, just the fact that we can do video stories that tell the positive things that are going on in the church, uh, it's, just, it's, a, it's a, fabulous, a fabulous gig. And the work you guys do at Catholic Charities, this way we really like to do the Catholic Charity uh, type of story, uh, really, really works well in what we do. Uh, examples, we were at the Peace Corner Youth Center. Oh, right. uh, the, the work they do with youth in the neighborhood, just absolutely terrific. Of course, we were at the Father Augustus Tolton Peace Center uh, dedication, uh, the dedication of the shower laundry facility at your uh, main offices, and... Um, Gosh, I'm just trying to think. The yeah. centennial. You helped us celebrate our centennial in style as well. The centennial of the Super Stadium Challenge a yep, years yep. ago with all the food raised and stuff like that. So, yeah, just a lot of really cool stories. And, uh, of course, now it just we're going through a very strange time, obviously, a kind of a frightening time, the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, but uh, working with – I've got a couple of really, really uh, smart – people I work with and very good on the technical end and the production end, uh, Brian Brock and Michael May and uh, Javier Garcia also. And we've been able to team up and figure out a way of uh, making sure that the uh, Chicago Catholics have masses that they can attend every day, even uh, during the time of the pandemic. So uh, as a matter of fact, today, a couple of uh, the guys are going to be going up to St. James Chapel they will do the 10 o'clock Mass live. It'll be online for everybody to watch, and they'll record Masses for Wednesday and Thursday. Now, on Friday, we come in here. We do the uh, Mass live out of St. James Chapel at 10 in the morning. We record one uh, uh, following that. That would be for Monday. And then head over to Holy Name Cathedral, where we do three Sunday Masses, one in English, one in Spanish, and one in Polish. Wow. And uh, those are all online. Uh, by the time we get into work on Monday, uh, you know, we, we could have uh, 20,000 views just uh, on our YouTube channel. Yeah. And that's not mentioning, you know, Facebook or what TV stations are doing. And uh, ABC7 has been wonderful in picking up our English Mass and televising that at 930 every Sunday morning. Uh, Univision at 10 o'clock in the morning televises the Spanish language Mass. And Pole Vision at 9 in the morning and 3 in the afternoon uh, carries the Polish language mass. So it's just been a, a really nice cooperation with the TV stations in town. And the online views, is, is it's just tremendous. Well, what an invaluable service you're providing, an essential service, really, mm -hmm. in terms of keeping people connected to their faith community and their faith leaders and the gospel. And that's that's really terrific. Where do you see television and radio broadcasting headed in terms of how it can continue to grow the church or grow our spirituality or even grow our corporal works of mercy? It's interesting uh, that in a time where uh, we're forced to stay indoors, we're, for, we're forced to social distance, uh, you cannot you cannot yet uh, go to a large worship service. Um, 
that we're, we're being forced into more social media. And a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about over the last five, six, maybe ten years, reaching out to young people using more social media, uh, the church is being pushed in that direction right now. Mm-hmm. So not just masses are going online, but ministries are going online. There's a tremendous outreach that I think in the long run will benefit the church. And that's not to say that we don't want to get back into the worship spaces. Obviously we do. But uh, I think the various ministries, Catholic charities, um, uh, everybody's doing a really nice job. Our schools mm-hmm. uh, do a, tr- a tremendous job keeping education going online. Uh, but this is kind of pushing us in the direction, uh, probably a direction that was needed. Jim, you know, I think what you've highlighted really speaks about your career, right? The ability to jump in and be creative and use your gifts really um, in all across all spectrums that you've been in. And, and we just want to thank you for your generosity of spirit and using, um, being able to partner with you with Catholic Charities, television and radio broadcast initiatives over the years. And thank you from the bottom of our hearts on behalf of everyone that we serve. You've really been instrumental in getting our story out there and we're grateful. Well, so, thank you very much. Keep up the good work. <laughs> yeah. We hope that you will all join us again next Tuesday morning at 8.30 on WNDZ for The Voice of Charity. For now, this this is Marie Jokum and Bridget Murphy wishing you a happy, healthy, and safe week from everyone at Catholic Charities. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.